Let's get physical. Let's do this thing. And go for a swim. We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, June 18th through Sunday, June 20th. Happy Father's Day weekend. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. Frank Bonner, who played Vane sales manager Herb Tarlek on the 1970s sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, died Wednesday at his home in Laguna Niguel, California, from complications due to Lewy body dementia, according to his wife, Gail. Bonner was 79. Netflix's Grand Army has come to a halt. The streamer has canceled the drama series centering on the lives of five students at a Brooklyn public high school. Grand Army premiered in October and hailed from creator Katie Capiello, whose 2013 play Slut inspired one of the main storylines. And it turns out that Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist fans aren't the only ones in mourning over the show's surprise cancellation after NBC didn't pick up the heartwarming musical drama for a third season and a deal to move the show to Peacock fell through. Series star Skylar Aston admits to EW that the news has been, quote, weird to digest and says they're holding on to a little hope for another streaming service to save the day. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, time to warm up with our number five pick for this weekend, Physical. The Apple TV Plus dramedy stars Rose Byrne as Sheila, an unhappy 80s housewife struggling with self-image issues and a particularly vicious inner voice. As she tries to balance being a good wife and mother with finding her own happiness, Sheila discovers an unexpected escape when she falls in love with aerobics. The half-hour dark comedy follows Sheila on her journey to empowerment as she transforms into a lifestyle guru. Here's a preview. Hello. Stop it. What's up, lady? Sorry. You ready to do this thing? Now you've done it. She sees what a mess you are. Actually, I feel better than I have been in a long time. Where are you going? Out. I've been doing aerobics classes. You should try it. You might like it. And after just one class, you can feel it happening. You becoming you again. How long can we afford to live off our savings? We're all going to do our part. And by we, he means you. You ever think of hiring another teacher? If you screw this up, you're done here. It's Blonde. Don't worry, she didn't actually say that out loud. That's just another one of those inner voice moments. As we said, the show takes place in the 1980s. At a key transformative moment, Sheila harnesses the burgeoning technology of videotape to propel her journey from housewife to fitness guru. Here's Byrne on how that idea manifests in the series. It's, uh, to me, such a story about America because it sort of goes from the we generation to the me generation and mm-hmm. about, like money and wealth and Reaganomics and home video, like these things that we sort of reverse engineer where we got to now, which is everyone's a blogger, everyone's that has a lifestyle guru plan, everyone is a fitness guru or whatever. And this is sort of the beginning of that, the beginning of that cultural shift. Mm-hmm. And it's, you really see it in, in Sheila. And you can see the first three episodes of Physical on Apple TV Plus now. 
Sticking with the theme of housewives finding empowerment, our number four pick is Kevin Can F*** Himself, ABC's new dark comedy about the inner life of a woman we all know, the prototypical sitcom wife. Schitt's Creek star Annie Murphy plays Allison McRoberts, who lives in suburban Massachusetts with her doofus husband, Kevin. While he lives in the world of a multi-camera sitcom, Allison's perspective is shot in single-camera grim vision, as EW's Kristen Baldwin puts it. The show follows Allison as she wakes up to and revolts against the injustices in her life and questions just what we've been laughing at all these years. Murphy recently spoke to EW's Marcus Jones about why she was eager to take on this project. When this script fell into my lap, it was just like my heart leapt and my eyes shone <laughs> um, because this character is so far from Alexis. It's like a, you know, lower middle class Worcester woman at the end of her rope. And, um, you know, with a terrible wardrobe and a terrible accent and, you <laughs> And the show itself was something that I'd never seen before. The going back and forth between the single cam and the multi-cam was so appealing and intriguing. And um, it was created and written by a woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show was directed by a woman. The the cast and crew is so full of incredibly talented women. And then on top of everything, the characters, a woman who's just so tired of all the bullshit and so desperate to make a change and I was like oh I identify with that Um, and I feel like a lot of people especially now are people who are tired of all the bullshit and want to make a change well said Kevin can himself debuts with a two hour premiere Sunday at 9pm on AMC so Annie Murphy is moving forward with her new role on Kevin can Himself, but she also looked back at her Shit's Creek character, Alexis Rose, on The Tonight Show this week and made a surprising revelation about her catchphrase, Ew, David. That revelation was shocking enough to become our soundbite of the week. I just found out recently some woman told us that I only actually say Ew, David twice in the entire series. No. Yes. and. And I, but I also said like, ugh, David, or like, why you David? Like I- Yes, yes, you said I, it! <laughs> I tacked David onto whatever I possibly could. So the lesson here, if you see Murphy on the street, maybe think twice about yelling, ew, David, at her. The full run of Schitt's Creek is now streaming on Netflix. Getting back to this weekend's picks, number three is what EW's Darren Franich once called the best show on network TV, which has now made the leap to streaming. Michelle and Robert King's Evil kicks off its second season this Sunday on Paramount Plus, with the former CBS procedural getting even weirder, if you can believe it. But don't take our word for it. Take it from star Katya Herbers. What I really enjoy about the show is that it's so bonkers for the for the lack of a better word. And I think the second season is going to be even more that. And the Kings just, they just, they write such crazy, interesting, fun storylines for all of us. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty wild ride. 
Indeed. For those who don't know, Herber stars as Kristen, a skeptical psychologist who investigates supposed supernatural incidents with a contractor and a priest in training. This season includes episodes about a creepy angel, a hellish elevator game, and a nearly dialogue-free hour featuring a very drunk Kristen. Yep, that Sounds pretty bonkers, but according to star Mike Coulter, season two builds more steadily than the first. I think the difference between the first season and the second season, first season, there are these points like episode four, episode eight, episode 10 or 11, episode 12, and then we have this finale in 13 that leaves you like, well, what am, what am I, what, what's going to happen next? I think the difference is the second season, if you start right away, we, we know the world, <clears throat> now we're sort of going in a very methodical path of one, two, three, four, and we're getting a little more ramped up as the episodes go. So I don't feel like there's a real big, you know, one, and then all of a sudden it's like four, and you start feeling like there's a big shift of gears. I feel like we're shifting a little smoother. I feel like we're going and accelerating a little a little smoother so you don't see the shifts going. It's, just, it's a subtle, subtle shift every episode. We do love a slow burn, though we'd like to find out whether Kristen is actually possessed by a demon sooner rather than later. Evil Season 2 premieres Sunday on Paramount+. Plus. It's trivia time. Evil creators Michelle and Robert King cited which Stephen King novel as one of their biggest influences during an interview with EW? The Outsider, The Shining, or The Stand? Stay tuned for the answer and our top two picks. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. The season finale of Stars The Girlfriend Experience is this Sunday with back-to-back -back episodes starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Affair's Julia Goldani Teas has been the star of this third season, where she's played Iris, a neuroscience major working at a London tech startup. Very sci-fi, very dramatic. But in her spare time, the actress has been taking in some comedies and reality, as we find out when she answered the question, what you watching? I'm watching Z-Way. I fell in love with her during the pandemic on Instagram, and she has a really unique voice. I'm so happy she has a show. Nobody's doing what she's doing. She's on Showtime. And then also on Showtime, I'm watching Couples Therapy. It's just a really good docuseries. And another comedian that I discovered on Instagram during the pandemic is Meg Salter, and she's on a show called Hacks, which is great. I just binged it on HBO. Yes, 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 with that love for Hacks, so good. And she's right, Meg Stalter is absolutely hilarious. You can watch that series on HBO Max, and you can stream both Couples Therapy and Z-Way on Amazon Prime Video. Number two. 
for our number two pick, we're heading back to Las Encinas for season four of Elite. The Spanish teen thriller is returning with more of the juicy edge-of-your-seat drama we have come to expect as a strict principal and four new students arrive at Las Encinas, including a literal prince. The new arrivals bring an onslaught of romantic entanglements, intense rumors, and a fresh mystery centering around a murder at an ocean club. You know, normal teen stuff. Here's EW's Marcus Jones on our What to Watch video series discussing what to expect from the new season of this so-called guilty pleasure. I would not call it a guilty pleasure. I feel so good watching Elite. Uh, It (laughs) has everything I want. All the club scenes and going to beaches and yachts and stuff like that. Uh, This season two, they have a tech CEO and a prince. So just like money upon money upon money. That leads Mm -hmm. to more problems and more problems and more problems. Are there any new surprises we can expect this season, Marcus? Um, Well, I can say that there's still a central mystery this season. And I'd say this is the first one where I don't quite know what happens. I can tell you the first thing we really see is a body in the pool, which is representative of season one. It runs parallel. Mm -hmm. Um, But this time it's like at an ocean club. I think every season they have like a different sort of locale that Mm -hmm. they party at. You can check out that full conversation over at People TV and you can check out season four of Elite on Netflix. And now grab some gelato and a bathing suit for our number one pick, Pixar's Luca. The studio's latest animated feature takes us to a seaside town on the Italian Riviera where a young boy named Luca and his best friend Alberto are about to have an unforgettable summer. There's just one hitch in their plans for adventure, though. They're both sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface and must conceal this secret from every human they meet. Here's a bit of the trailer. We can go anywhere, do anything. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is gonna be the best summer ever. We'll ride down every road. See the whole world together. It'll be amazing. One thing. <gasps> whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. Did you see that? No one can find out. You can practically hear how sun-kissed and colorful this movie is. But make no mistake, the visuals are some of the most gorgeous ever to come out of Pixar, which is really saying something. Here's EW's Nick Romano on how director Enrico Casarosa broke the mold for Pixar's signature animation style. He's definitely playing with something new in terms of the visuals. He's very inspired by 2D animation, specifically Miyazaki. And you know, I think it was fun to like hear him talk about this because he's particularly interested in how animated characters eat food, which Miyazaki has historically done very well. And there's a lot of pasta eating going on. And visually, they play around with that. 
Well, you can read more about the movie's visual style at EW.com, hear more from Nick on our What to Watch video series, and stream Luca on Disney Plus right now. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Evil creators Michelle and Robert King cited which Stephen King novel as one of their biggest influences during an interview with EW. The Outsider, The Shining, or The Stand? Well, if you missed that interview, the answer is The Outsider. Robert King said the novel was, quote, an excellent way of using the reality of a procedural to show the limits of the procedural. At a certain point, the logic of a procedural can't explain the supernatural. Well, when you put it that way, Robert, we can see how that might have influenced evil. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.